0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the MBA Insider podcast. Uh, you're listening to part two of my intern MBA internships advice podcast with Tony Morash. I um, have a lot more great pieces of advice for you MBA students out there who are embarking on your summer internship. Um, so let's jump right back into it. Love
1: to hear what you think. Here's what I think about it.
0: I I agree, and I and one thing I want to latch to because I think particularly for you and I this reflex to build relationships and dare I say network um, is, is the, it, we, de, we've either, we either like it or we've just understood that it's part of um, what makes you an effective um, professional and we've just come to accept it. But I very much recognize that not everyone is in either of those camps and some people actually may load it. Um, and so what I just wanted to also offer is that um, so a couple ideas. If you're someone who is not comfortable with it because culturally it just isn't something you've done or if you just like truly just hate it. Um, so a couple things that come to mind. Um, number one, if you, um, if you have, if you're, if you're, if you're in a program where there are other MBA interns, um, start with them. I sometimes find that talking, just having casual conversations with, with your peers is a little less daunting than having to go out and approach other people so um start with them and then in some cases also uh that's a great way for you to kind of you not use them but like have them help you get intro to other people um that way you don't have to maybe reach out on your own Um, because they're going to know some folks who can maybe help you um and that also applies if you know of any alum who are at the company you're interning at um they can kind Mm -hmm. of act as a little bit of those friendlies to kind of help you out i think the other thing that i would also think about is um uh Think about, uh, instead of going to other people, having people come to you. So what I mean by that cool. is like, is there something that you are an expert on or a topic that is of relevance to a broader audience, maybe on your team where instead of just having a one-on-one coffee chat, you can just invite them and say, Hey, I'm going to do a quick presentation on what, what did you say? Hypersonic. What?
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Hyper- Let's call them hypersonic missiles. Sure. Sure. Okay. I'm going to do understand. a quick presentation on
0: hypersonic <laughs> missiles just based off of like what right. I've learned back in the day. And if anyone's interested who also shares his interest, like um, would love to have you to comment. I'll share what I learned, but like, if you have stuff you want to add to like, right. that'd be great too. Um, so again, like it's, it's uh, it's maybe it's a little less uh, formal, but like, it, it's a good way to kind of bring people in, but also to kind of have you kind of speak to something that you probably can talk about relatively easy. Um, I know I couldn't talk about that relatively easy, but I assume Tony can. There's
1: a bunch of, uh, there are people who can. You don't, you don't want to see my physics grades from high school. (laughs) You don't want to to see my, um, but anyway, so that, like that, I I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, um, I can understand that one being a courageous one because I've seen I've seen interns do it. In fact, I I remember one distinctly. It was a classmate of ours who did something like that. It went very very well. If if that feels courageous to you, it probably yeah. should. Right? That's a that's yeah. But I like it. I I like it as a um as kind of a source of value. It, it makes me think that for folks who are not comfortable with with that kind of principle, there's a book that I always read when I'm feeling wake like up my as I mentioned I'm an introvert, so I I really do need to be uh sort of spurred into this stuff sometimes um there's a book called work the pond and it's this really uh it's by darcy i mean i forget the last name rezak r-e-z-a-c something like that um yeah. and it's it's like uber cheesy to a certain extent but the because uh, it you know it uses stories like you've got to kiss a bunch of frogs until you find a prince that's really yeah. the networking thing right just be uh, be open to talking to everyone because you never know when yeah. the concept is. But if you can, if you can get by all that crap, uh, what what the thesis is is that if you really start to mentally shift to how can I help you, yeah. um, life becomes easy because there's no more pressure. I don't. I'm not asking for anything. I'm actually trying to offer you something. And if I can't offer you something, um, the the double edged sword of that is I'll suggest as an intern, I felt like I had nothing to offer sometimes. Sure. I felt like I was asking for a lot and not giving anything back. And that's okay. Um, but I just wanted to kind of, every time yeah. I get a little down on my, uh, and need some accelerate, I kind of read the book and I go, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'll yeah, go back out. Yeah, totally, um, totally. And network a bit. The, the other thing that you made me think of was, was um, I saw a lot of folks working in, you work in your cohort, which is great, your class, right? Just like you Mm -hmm. would normally. And that's a great place to start. You're dead right. Um, Because you, you know, if you stick with the company together, you're going to be rising up in the company together. It's great relationships you got to build. The second, I don't know if this is a mistake or not. just an observation is a lot of folks would only target upwards. I would, I want to talk to ex partner and this managing director. And I felt like that was the way to get to where you need to go. Um, I felt like my best relationships were some of the analysts who were, couple years behind me, five, six years behind me, who were peer levels, just spent a lot more time with them because it, um, it felt more genuine to be part of the company as opposed to just targeting the guy in the fancy suit. Um, But it also, those are the relationships who knew exactly where, how things worked and who, the the right folks to talk to with X were and they knew the skills, all that kind of stuff. I just, um, I felt that really, it was really valuable. to just kind of spread, spread it among levels, I guess.
0: No, I think that's a great point. And if you're in consulting or if you're in banking, um, I'm going to say this on behalf of Tony and I um, talk to your analysts and learn from them. Number one, they can run circles around you and excel in Excel and PowerPoint. I guarantee it. Um, number yep. <laughs> two um, when it actually comes down to like where the work gets done in Tony's point, um, they're the ones that are actually driving a lot of it. And so if you ever really want the honest truth or if you ever want to know where the bodies are buried, um, they're the right people absolutely the right people to, to talk to. And I do think to your point, it's a little less intimidating in some ways Um, maybe because you're probably older than them or more experienced overall than them. You can certainly help them and guide them. That is, is great too. But I think it's a great, it's a great call out. Um, And then particularly as I think about the fact that for a lot of folks, um, what's really valuable in that summer internship is that onboarding experience. You can get up to speed fast. And I don't know what the onboarding experience is going to look for summer interns right now. But I do see that as a potential opportunity to replicate some of the aspects of the traditional onboarding experience, because those people are going to be the ones that are going to help. Number one, they'll probably more willing to kind of get nitty gritty with you and teach you some of those things that maybe take some time. Um, But number two, because I said before, they do all the work and they know where all the bodies are hidden. So uh, I I think you're, I think that's a great, I think it's a really great call out and something I hadn't thought of. But now as you're saying it, and as I think back to like, well, like who at least in consulting, like who does the work and who knows who knows what's what's really going on. It's it really
1: is. <laughs> well, yeah, I like your analogy. I like your statement better. Yeah, they definitely know where the where the bodies are buried. That's for sure.
0: Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about with relationship building. So, yes, in terms of networking and learning about the company and just uh, building relationships in that respect. But also, what about networking in terms of or relationship building in terms of either with your manager? or like some of your cross-functional peers or just stakeholders, like um, who you're going to have to either collaborate with to get something done or to collaborate with to work on a deliverable with or, uh, or, or be in meetings with, etc. What do you think about how to go about building relationships with people with those, those types of relationships for, for which it is kind of directly related to what you're going to be tactically working on over the summer?
1: Yeah, it, this is a great question. I, I struggled with this one a little bit. Um, there's the, the give and take of um, understanding your place a little bit. Whereby, if you are a full time employee, you might you might have, be in a different scenario where your your personality can dominate a little bit more than it maybe it would. Um, the the thing that is going to sound again, I come back to these kind of cheesy analogies, but we had a um, kind of our own proprietary sort of um, personality assessment. And I know what mine is and you have to be really, I have to be really clear about what I am. I'm an integrator, right? That means I value consensus. I value relationships and things like that. Um, My manager was not. And and so I knew that on day one. And so um, we, did we like see eye to eye on everything? No. Was she in charge? Yes. A hundred percent. And she, she was a former banker. So maybe that tells you all you need to know. Um, But, I th- so acknowledging working styles was definitely the the key for us was to kind of just stop glaring across the table at each other and just embrace that um, we were good foils to one another. I had a good sense of, um, even though she was a much more professional consultant than I was, um, I had a good sense for, I think if we want to show this to the VP three days from now, that means I, I think we should probably show show it to Joe now. What do you think? Um I think she valued that a little bit. So I think it was mostly about understanding working styles, but, but mostly it's a give and take. I mean, it's a, um, it's again, coming back to that kind of confidence thing. Like I, I knew that I brought some things to the table. Um, I knew that when it was, um, I, I think I had a good sense of when to ask questions and when to say, I think I could probably look that up later. Like just just write that one down and we'll we'll kind of look it up later as opposed to looking foolish. Or I know I'm supposed to know that, so let me let me table it. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't have I I thought hard about this one, but we struggled a little bit. What what do you what what was your experience?
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm laughing because I literally had a mental note to talk about business chemistry, and you beat me to the punch. Um, Done. <laughs> I'm, I, <we're laughs> I'm, not, I'm same, not getting
1: paid for that. Yeah, yeah we're yeah.
0: on the same. Yeah, I know we're on the same wavelength. And also I am an integrator as well, um, which probably is not a shocker to you by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but uh, very briefly, uh, for folks out there, um, neither Tony and I are getting paid for this. But you should check out Deloitte's business chemistry. Um, it, if you just type in Deloitte business chemistry, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, it is a business personality system that helps you understand your own communication style um, gives you the tools to understand the communication styles of other people. And then once you know that you can figure out how to best adapt your style or flex your style to be able to achieve some sort of outcome. And so as an example um, with Tony, because he's also what they call an integrator um, and this actually happened on this podcast, like before we even got to this podcast, we spent 15 minutes just catching up. Um, And one of the reasons why is because Integrators really like to know what's going on or how you're doing or they like to know about other people. They're very uh, Relationships are a bedrock of, of of who they are and so um, whenever I'm gonna meet with another integrator I do something similar um, Partially because I am an integrator myself, but also because I know that like that's important to them but there's other personalities who um, For example, there's something called a driver and drivers very much want to execute and so if I ever have a meeting with a driver um, I probably won't spend 15 minutes trying to catch up with them because I know that they have a list of things to do. I might like, after we get through the agenda, like kind of ask them about some things, but, um, uh, I won't lead with it because they don't want to hear any of it. But again, neither Tony I are getting paid for this. Um, no, although technically you know I am what, sort of, yeah, go ahead.
1: That's right. You know what you'll laugh about though, with your internships taking with you, I'm going to get crap at this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, we did business chemistry on the first day of the intern training and I have that card in my wallet to this day. I don't carry much in my wallet, but I have the no kidding. You're an integrator on one side. Here's how you treat fellow integrators. Then the back side, it says, here's how you treat the, here's how you should approach the other personality. So your internship sticks with you for life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And to Tony's point though, whether you're using business chemistry or whether you're not, it, it is about understanding, uh, and getting to know, at least taking the time to get to know other people and understanding how they communicate and, and how they interact with others. And then figuring out how to how to best mold around that. Um, it's a fine balance. Like you need to be who you are, certainly. But I think for the sake of working on a team in a collaborative environment and a cross functional kind of nature, it, it's important to understand who you're working with, kind of um, their communication styles so that you can work best with them, particularly within the confines of the internship. The other thing that I would say as we think about the fact that in these scenarios, it's not only just your manager, but it could also be other people who are your cross-functional partners or other people within your organization who you kind of have to work with on a consistent basis. And what makes these situations sometimes unique is that number one, they don't necessarily report into you for sure, and they may not report into your manager, um, but number two, you may rely on them to get something done. And I think what's important is not only just understanding how they communicate, Uh, But really, like where they sit in the organization, what they care about, and at a high level, like what metrics that they're optimizing for. Because if you're ever working with them on a project where, let's say that whatever they're optimizing for, their metrics are slightly different than yours, it may take a little bit of different uh, ways to kind of get them to be engaged, because they might not necessarily care about the same exact thing that you care about. And that might change how you approach them, that might change how you communicate with them. It might change how you position whatever it is that you're working on. Or it may help you have to think about like, all right, well, I know that they have these other things that they care about more than this, but I still need them to help me with this. And so how might I strategize or communicate with them in a way so that I can still get what I need without, without bothering them so they can go focus on these other things. And so um, sure. when it comes to that, like I think it's really important that you get a lay of the land of who those key people are and really understand what their metrics are, um, and certainly, like you can certainly have a conversation with your manager your, or some of your direct teammates about that. They can help you kind of get up to speed on that. Um, so yeah, yeah, those that's those definitely the things the, I think that's, about. That's, yeah,
1: that's the the strong connect the dots principle for me. Is that that's where your team's got to help you and where you're where you can be. That's a freebie to me. That's a free question to your team mm-hmm. and to your leaders yeah. to say, I'm, um, you know, if you're working on a project, the odds are that, it's not brand, brand new. It's never been done before in some form or another. Yeah, so you sure. you just don't want to be setting traps for yourself, but yeah, you're, um, you know, there's three questions of, Hey, I, you know, I'm thinking about X. I want to go talk to Y. What should I know? Um, that kind of, that's, that's easy, easy money. That's yeah. It's a good point.
0: Yeah. And even as I'm thinking now, we just onboarded someone onto our team and, um, we made it like an onboarding doc doc for them, but there was a whole section on, number one, listing out the key stakeholders. And then we actually set them up with meetings or help them set up meetings with those people just as a way to kind of an introduction of like, hi, I'm new, Um, you know, I'd love to meet you and we're going to be working together and we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. And I think that, I mean, I would check with your manager, your onboarding buddy, but I I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to maybe ask for as well. Because if you're going to be working through them for a couple of times throughout the summer, um, I do think it would be helpful for you to get to actually um, before you have to ask them to do the thing you need them to do, uh, to get to know them a little, at least a little bit, cause I think it could potentially help in a lot of ways. And so that would be yeah. the other thing. Um, and to your point, like that is absolutely a free question you can ask to your manager or your team. Um, they, and I, I would like to think that they would be willing to, to do that for you for sure. Um, okay. So that's, I think, I think that's, I think that's really good. Um, I'm trying to think I, um, I do, um, I do think, again, all else fails. Um, everyone has some sort of onboarding buddy. So if you, you have one, definitely rely on them to kind of get you up to speed. Um, I do think, again, if you're in a bigger program, you, there's other MBA interns, definitely think about that. Other low-hanging fruit, particularly when it comes to building relationships, number one, any alum from your MBA program who work at the company. Um, number two, uh, any alum from your undergrad who work at the company. Um, number three, Any other people who you uh, they have a role or they're doing something that you might be interested in? um, Maybe save that for a lower priority, but I still think it's important. Um, One of the most valuable aspects that you have right now is that you can play the intern card, which basically says that you can go explore and like be curious and 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 chat with some people. So that's something to think about and consider. Um, And then I'm trying to think the other the other thing I would you know also maybe think about is. um, Uh, and you want to be thoughtful about this, but I still think it's a good thing. There are probably a whole slew of other companies you were probably interested in, but never got the chance to either interview them or, um, you know, you just didn't get as much exposure to them. Um, I would definitely consider if you know of anyone who is working at those companies, if there are alum from there, put it on your to-do list. They may not get to the top of your priority list, but if you get a chance, I think it's a great conversation to have. If anything, just to sanity check your experience versus theirs. Um, and, and even on that, like, I would also encourage you to start like a, if you don't have it already, start a Slack channel or a group me with all the other people who are doing the same role that you have from your school and just have an open communication thread just to understand what's going on, how everyone's doing, share best practices, or even if you have like a once a month check-in just to see how everyone's doing. Um, I think that that will also be a really good way to kind of help you really make sense of this while also helping you build relationships. So. Those are some other. Yeah,
1: I think, ideas. I mean, if, it, if I can build on, on that quickly, one of the things that I wanted to, to make sure I brought out, and I probably haven't much yet, is um, it, it's a push and a pull. And this is to, to very strongly say you are in a position of power, too, as an intern, it sometimes feels like you're not, where every moment is kind of proving yourself. Um, to me, that was all about kind of goal setting ahead of time, which was mm-hmm. to... Be mindful about those things that were really important to me. So there were going to be professional things that I wanted to see. Was the work, was the work interesting, and did I feel like I could get to the the next level? Would be equally interesting, and, and so forth. Could I grow there? Um, for us, it was travel. Right, you know, we were lucky to say I, I want to travel Monday through Thursday and see if I can, if, if I don't mind it. And there were a few other things too. I just wanted to be to feel right with the people that, that I worked with and culturally feel good too. And the reason why I think it's so important to do ahead of time is that if you're lucky and you do get an offer, it's usually accompanied by really good money, um, more money for signing it right away. It's really hard to be objective at the finish when you feel so good. And why would you give something up, which is a guarantee when you think there might be things to chase and you will have no objectivity. You'll just be very, very uh, committed to it. So, um, I would say take the power back, you know, before you start in these next couple of weeks and just be really thoughtful about what, what matters to you and then stick to your guns. I mean you're you're yeah. gonna see it. Trust your trust your gut at the end of those ten or twelve weeks. But that that to me is you make a great point about interacting with other folks. Um you know, first off, it keeps everybody together. Always keep your classmates together and keeping everyone smiling and happy and things like that. But um but also it helps you stay objective about your own experience.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's a great point and I, I like the fact you talked a little bit about setting some goals because I, I think it's a topic I wanted to talk about earlier really, but now is a great you just segued it really nicely because I think it really is important and obviously the elephant in the room for a majority of folks is that one of those goals certainly is the offer but I, I think let's be honest here if your only goal is the offer uh, I would argue that um, that is uh, an oversight and you're missing out on potentially getting a lot more out of the internship than just uh, the offer. So um, as you thought about going back to kind of your in, internship experience, you know, how did you kind of think about what some of those goals are? How did you define, you know, success? Certainly getting an offer was part of that, but, but what are some of the other things that you thought about beforehand that were important to you for you to be able to, you know, call the summer a successful
1: opportunity? Yeah, I, I kind of thought about it as sort of the, you know, the primary one was what I suggested, which was overall, visit. it, does it feel right for me to be here? But the sub goals within that are professionally. I wanted to make sure that I could I could do the work analytically. You know, I came from the intelligence community. I didn't come from a business background, so it was kind of a it was going to be a bit of a shock. I just wanted to make sure I could I could hang. I <laughs> not to not to air my dirty laundry to, to the firm now that I'm you know, on the other side, but I really wanted to make sure that I belonged. Um, but I also wanted to kind of understand where I could fit at the firm going forward. So it did, did I feel like there was um, either a functional area or an industry that I could do work in, continue to grow, get to the next level, like I said, and may, and, and hopefully it maybe stay forever. I ended up not, right? I ended up going to, going to do something else, but um, I just wanted to be able to kind of discover. So professionally, I just wanted to understand the challenges that were in front of me and make sure I could do it. Um, on the networking side, I thought I really wanted to um, get to know people because for obvious reasons, now that you know my, my personality type, I wanted to get to know people, um, but also to learn about the things that the firm does. And again, kind of confirm those professional goals, which is if people sound interested, do they sound excited to be here? Do they sound like they're still enjoying client problems and um, and how we solve them and how our industry continues to solve them? I just wanted to understand those. It was almost the Venn diagram of the networking and the professional side. Um, and then personally, I I, I just wanted to, like I said, it, there's some of the, those intangibles um, that I just wanted to clear, clear the money away, clear some of the other crap away, clear the airline miles and all the fun stuff that comes along with it. And just really understand um, whether it was, as we talked about kind of our, our last podcast, like it's a lot of work I and mean, it's an engine and it, that that you've got to keep, keep rubbing and, um, and ultimately, as glamorous as it is, it's a job. I mean, it's, it's still, the internship is still a job. And so you've got to get up in the morning and you've got to go to work and do those kind of things. So there was a lot of those intangibles I just really wanted to think about in a clear-headed way. Um, long answer is always, but, but there, were, there was a lot on my mind. But again, I spent, I spent a lot of time in the, in the sort of March, April, in into May timeframe thinking about what was really important to me.
0: Yeah. No, and I think that's a great, that is the right place to start. And recognizing the the big part of that is is thinking about about for you like what what it means, right? And 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 how you want to define success on your own terms. Um, And so I think that is like point number one. But within that, I think that um, what you highlighted is that it is it's the experience that you're going to get is it's a collection of things, right? It's not just the work that you do. Um, It could be the people that you work with. It could be the culture that you work in. Um, It could be the ways in which the work gets done. Um, There's a lot of, there's a lot of different other elements to it. And so I think that there's a lot of ways you can slice and dice it, but I think all the ones that you listed are really good ways to kind of think about it. Um, And I also think that, you know, you know, I, I, very much a lot of times like to kind of center my thoughts like I always think in questions right and so like one of the questions that I thought about was is that if I didn't get to do this job again could I say that I got out of it what I wanted right and and kind of like the scarcity mindset of like if 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 I only get one shot at this like can I walk away saying that like I I got enough out of it to know that um even though I'm not going to be able to do it again that like I feel good understanding what it was and and what I could what it could be. Right. And so that was like certainly like one aspect of it. And the other aspect of it was just that this was a you know this was going to be a new experience for me, and could I walk away feeling confident that I got to do things that I didn't get to do before? So net new either skills, net new experiences, et cetera, um, because I I really felt like that was going to help me learn and grow. And and so that like is another certainly a lens to kind of look at this through in terms of. What does success look like for you? Just in terms of at the end of the summer, like what can you say you did, right? Or like what skills sure. did you build? What deliverables did you deliver? Like what outputs did you have? You can kind of hang like your hat on. And when someone asks you, like you know, what did you do? Like you can you can say that. And then um, sure. and I think um, I think for me, one of the things that my internship at least clarified a little bit more, and. I think culture is really important, but I sometimes loathe the way that we talk about it because I don't think we get to the essence of like what it is and what my internship at least experienced for me was it better defined to me exactly what like culture meant and what was important to me. And, and so I, I think that as you think about, and I, I, you know, everyone's going to be different, but I really encourage this for everyone. Um, I think that for me, it was more about not culture in terms of like, what do people say, but culture in terms of like, what do people do? And how does basically like what people say the culture is versus like the actions that are taken, what does that alignment look like? And is there an alignment, right? Um, You know, if they say it's a collaborative culture, like what are specific examples that show that? Like if they say Mm -hmm. that it's a purpose-driven organization, like, well, like what are the times in which they're actually aligning what they say their purpose is with like what's actually done? If they say they value diversity and inclusion, like, well, like What are the specific ways in which people like actually do that? And so if, if culture is important to you, like, I definitely think that like understanding like a goal would be to kind of understand that. And so back to where we started just in terms of like goal setting, like, I think, um, it's going to vary for everyone. It's going to be different things, but the point of it is, is that being able to be thoughtful about it and then to then use that time to figure out, well, how do I put myself in experiences to go identify, like figure this out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Sure. Well, like and and i think thinking about it like that is uh you can get a lot more out of it than just thinking about you know how do i get this
1: how do i get this offer so right right which yeah. is ultimately still important but sure. but, the, but you're right it, it's, par, it's just definitely part of the picture yeah 100 percent.
0: yeah um and i think the the other thing that that comes to mind um and i'm curious to your thoughts on this too i mean So offer is important, yes, but you and I both know that um, there is a lot of time that's spent in business school on finding the internship and and landing the internship and then finding that full-time offer and landing the full-time offer. But the reality of it is, is that you, um, you will find that within one to two years after you graduate, anywhere between 40 and 60% of your classmates will have changed jobs. Yeah. Right. And- and internships in many ways are, um, they're, they're trial runs, right? And they're, te- they're, they're, they're tests to, to evaluate whether or not you want to do something. And so right. the other thing I would kind of just keep in mind and think about is that um, the goal, you can still, I'm not against having the offer being a part of your goal. Like I think it should be if that's, that's the opportunity is there for you. But as you think about broadly the career that you're going to have after business school, the internship is a very small piece of it. Right. And so I think one of the things that if you think about the importance of career development as a skill long after you graduate from business school, what I think the internship is valuable for is being able to take a very compressed experience, synthesize what you did and what you learned from it, and then bake it into how you make decisions moving forward in your own development. Because your career after business school in many ways will be a series of internships, right? Or even just think about consulting, right? Like a 10 or 12 week uh, assessment is essentially the same length of like an internship, right? And so at the end of that consulting engagement that you do, I mean, what they tell you to do, whether it gets done or not, TBD was like, write down what you did, what you learned, and like, think about how you're going to use that to find that next project, right? And so um, go, go out and get the offer. But I also think that in the bigger picture, it part of the skill of this is being able to expose yourself to doing something new, understanding what you did and then using it to inform how you go about making decisions moving forward.
1: Yeah. Great. Interesting perspective. I think it's, it's easy to be, and I'm probably guilty of this too. It's easy to be sort of myopic about, about that. And and to your, to, to footstop the point, you know, the offer must be part of your plan because you need options. You need options, especially (laughs) today in today's environment, but not, not saying otherwise. That's a really interesting perspective because I think you're right. I think, um, especially if you continue to hear about your classmates' internship experiences, um, you start to feel that a little bit too, where folks are um, either really optimistic and feeling jazzed about their internship and their full-time, which I was fully a bit. I was all hook, line, and sinker. I was ready to go. Um, you might hear some folks who are otherwise, but maybe they get comfortable in a year or two afterwards or they find the next opportunity. That's, yeah, that's a really interesting perspective. You're right. We do, we, we do tend to get a little myopic in, in school about, I mean, it's, you know, the timeline almost makes us do that. Like we yeah, sure. No, a point sure. in time, then yeah. we intern at that point in time. I like that. I really like that because you're totally right. But folks, folks end up in different places. And, and frankly, um, to connect the dots in my experience, you know, I, I interned. I did two projects during my internship, one of which was um, in aerospace. And I come from defense, so kind of wanted to test the waters about whether that meant the same thing on the government side as it did in business. They did, thankfully, and then kind of carried out my consulting life in aerospace and then ended up in, in defense today. So I, it, it was kind of a natural continuation, but it was it was definitely a proving ground for that. That's, that's interesting. I didn't really thought of it.
0: Yeah. And just to make this a little bit more real for you and I, um, a good friend of both of ours, our classmate, Ben Thayer, I think is a great mm-hmm. example of it, just in sure. terms of, yeah, if, yeah. If, of if you think about... And Sorry for putting you on blast here, Ben, but that's okay. But if you think about, um, so Ben, for context, a classmate of ours at UNC Keaton Flagler, uh, a lot of how he went about recruiting in his second year um, uh, was very much informed from his own internship experience as well as his recruiting process for internships in his first year. And I think he'd be the first to tell you that um, even if some of what happened in his recruiting process or even at the internship like wasn't the way he envisioned it, he wouldn't have been able to get to where he, the firm he was at, if it weren't for having those experiences and the learnings from those to really help him figure out during his, back when he did recruiting in his second year, what he was really looking for in both a company as well as like the role the role he was doing. So like he, in many ways, you know, I think what he did really well was he learned from, from those experiences, like, again, like took those experiences and what they were, synthesize what they meant, and then use that thinking to inform how he made decisions
1: moving forward. Um, oh, yeah. Good. good, uh, Great. Yeah, absolutely. But the quintessential story for that, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, ben, uh, actually, for those listening at home, Ben and I filmed a podcast or did a podcast. It's great as well. It's coming out soon. But um, Ben, if you're listening, uh, thanks for letting me borrow you as an example. People um, uh, not okay. mine. Yeah, no. <laughs> Well, okay, and, and the last thing I would just say is that what i the the kind of the 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 what I'm talking about in terms of that concept, I will readily admit I did not think about that when I was in business school. It's only through hindsight and looking back and having lots of conversations with people who have gone through this that I've been able to kind of come towards that so if it's a little abstract for you or if you're just like, you know what I'm not there yet, like don't worry. Um, I have the benefit of hindsight to kind of say that um because uh, and I mean I think you can't see Tony, but like as I was saying it, I could tell like his eyebrow was kind of raised, like where are you going with this app? Yeah. <laughs> so, so like know that like um it's a little bit out there, but I, I do think I do think there's some some sense to it. But I do want to zoom in because getting and securing the offer is important and we be would be sure. remiss if we did a podcast about summer internship tips and to not talk about the topic. So just in terms of as you think about um securing that offer, either from your own experience, uh from managing interns, like what are, what do you have here in terms of your own thoughts or some own like best practices or tips that you can, that you can offer to folks? Cause it is, it is still very important.
1: Yeah, it, it's probably not anything I haven't mentioned already. So it, it, it seems to be an accumulation of the things for me, um, where maybe the context is that in most places, um, now knowing this from the other side, the offer is yours to lose. I don't think that's, um, a surprise that's, that's maybe not universal, um, but to, to take it back, like we, we on the other side want you to be successful and we have invested a lot of money and time in making you successful and vice versa. So it's, you know, you know, I think folks know that. I think inter, incoming interns know that you, are, uh, you should pat yourself on the back for getting that far. But that also means we want you to succeed and be part of this thing um, for the long haul. So for me, I, I think it came down to work product is one, yeah, as we said, necessary but, but not sufficient. Um, I was able to do what was asked of me. Um, I did it on time. I did it with quality, <clears throat> and that meant kind of stumbling through a lot of iterations as I went. But I, I, I got there on time, being maybe the most important. Um, the second was attitude, as we talked about, and I'll talk about as much as <laughs> as I possibly can. I was open to feedback. I think that's um, when I've seen that was maybe another mistake I've seen in interns is not is is not being open to feedback. So. I I was a a really good teammate. Um, Attitude was there. I, like we said, that's a bit of a no brainer. Um, You've got it. You have to have it on day one. So I I definitely had that um, and kind of used it to my advantage. And the third is on the network side. I think I did the right things, which were um, I wanted to use it as a signaling mechanism that I was really interested in staying past the, the internship. I just wanted to be anyone who would listen really. I would tell them, but I didn't beat around the bush about the things that I wanted to do. And so I ended up getting into conversations that were really of interest to me. And we talked about aerospace, right? Like I had conversations in which I had something to share back, which was, here's what I've seen from someone who used the gear that we're making. Here's what I've seen as a consumer. Um, so being very loud and about the things that I like to do and the things that I wanted to do. And no one was offended by that. I mean, if you, if you get in and, uh, if you're working on a project that is not, totally in with your interest area and you go talk to someone else and say that you're interested in something else. This is great. I'm really excited about it, but I ultimately love to do product strategy or whatever, whatever options you have. Um, that was the outcome of the network for me. So put those three things together. I think I just, I showed up willing to work, willing to learn. Um, I did what I was, what was asked of me and I delivered it with, with pretty good quality. And then, um, and then I think I just showed that I wanted to be there by, by, um, making sure folks knew who I was, but, but also by, um, getting into the conversations that, that made me feel good about the place I was at.
0: I think, no, I think those are all, those are all great. And what I would, what I would add in to that, and I think it's probably implicit a little bit in terms of, you know, you were in a consulting internship where there was a structured process for this. Um, but number one was, you know, in addition to defining some of those goals, um, Having that conversation in the very beginning with your manager or whomever is involved in this process of, you know, like here's what I'm here for, right? In terms of like I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna deliver whatever's asked me, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it great. But like, you know, I have a couple of things in mind that I would love to be able to to work on this summer, Um, and just to have that have that conversation. And you know, I don't, for the most part, like I don't think anyone's ever gonna fault you for coming in with like you know just some ideas about like what you want to get out of it. I think if anything, they'll respect the fact that like you care enough to you know, put something down on paper to think about it. Um, And and certainly you can treat it as, you know, open to feedback as well. But um, I think being able to set that conversation and have it up front is really important. And then again, built in into the consulting interview internship process is like a tracking mechanism, right? Not everyone has that. And so if you don't have that, I definitely would set something up so that you can have that so that um, after you've defined it in the beginning, you can kind of ask them after a few weeks, hey, I've been here now. Um, how am I doing? Or, you know, what else is there anything I could be doing better? Or like, you know, what, what else could I be doing that would really add a lot of value around here or help me kind of work towards these goals? Um, but part of it is, again, having that proactiveness to have those conversations. And some of that will be built in for some of you, but for some of you, it won't be. And even if I mean, for some of you, you may be going into internships where there isn't necessarily like a full-time offer waiting for you at the end of it, I still encourage you to have this conversation anyway because I think it's really important in terms of your own professional development um, uh to do because at some point you will absolutely have to do it um so i would i would i would definitely i would I would I would I would definitely focus on that um yeah so those are those are the kind of things in addition to what you said that i i think are i think are really i think are really important um and uh and yeah and, and to something that you said earlier, the other reason why I do think it helps to set it up front and to um, view it in totality is because of what you decide. because if you, if you do get an offer and you have to decide on it, if you're not working on s- figuring out some of those things up front, you, by the time you see the, the, the dollar signs and the incentives, it's
1: going to be a little bit harder to make an yeah, objective. Especially, especially when you're taking loans for a couple of years. Yeah. You're, sure. <laughs> definitely. So you yeah, know, you make a good point about folks who, who don't necessarily have an offer waiting at the finish. I, you know uh, it's, it's, a, it's, totally agree that the process becomes the same. I mean, still folks are really still invested in you. I mean, we, to give you an example, my, my the company I work for now does not guarantee you an offer, but we will do our best to try to find you a full time job if, and when the time comes. Um, and I think it kind of, um, it still, it still creates a relationship to, yeah, to totally for us to want you to be successful, to bring you back and so forth. And that's, that's always challenging. We had, we had buddies who, had the same experience did a great job. They, they told them to their face. If we had full-time offers you yeah. get when we just don't have it. Um, they, nobody was sort of disadvantaged out of that. Yeah. Good, good call out. I, I kind of forgot to. to mention yeah. It. Well, and also
0: as I'm thinking about it now, um, just given, given the hiring environment right now, there is a very real reality that there might be some companies that at the end of the summer, they, they can't, they're, they're going to hold off on being able to give offers just because they don't know what it's things are going to look like in a year. Right. Like, I mean, right. as it is, I can tell you right now, it's hard for anyone to forecast anything more than like a week right now.
1: Um, I know, I know. Then, we can yeah. say, we'll know more in a week. And yeah. then a week comes up. We say, we'll know more in a week. And right. <laughs> which also, too, yeah, which, which is, also goes you
0: know, back to a couple of things of that we've been talking about just in terms of, um, if, if let's, uh, let's just assume that that is the case and they don't know. Hmm. Number one, it's really important to have some goals up front because if mm-hmm. the offer isn't, something that is even an option, well, like you better think about what you want to get out of this experience because, um, you know, or else it's going to be a long, a long summer. So number one. But number two, um, if that is the case, you want to think about this experience as being as almost as a portfolio of experiences that you get. So in combination with this, what you do in your second year, whatever else you do, it helps you inform and helps you build a portfolio of skills or experiences that you can kind of factor into how you think about recruiting for full time. Sure. Right.
1: hundred percent part um, of your education. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah,
0: yeah. so that's, that's, that's something else that just kind of came to mind as I think about like, yeah, there might, number one, there might be some people who are in internships where they just don't have it as a thing, but also there might be some people who walk into internships who um, you may get to the end of the summer and they might just have to say, you know, we don't, we don't know. Um, right. And so, Keep, uh, keep that in mind and just anecdotally and I'll let you jump in because it sounds like you want to say something but just anecdotally um, I have um, right now I'm working with a um, not working with or right, I, right now I've been in contact with a second year MBA student who interned with us last summer on a different team but um, she did a phenomenal job and um, unfortunately their team just didn't, didn't have the visibility to know if they were going to have headcount for her or not and they told her like halfway through the summer they're like we think you're great and we want to um, give you. We want to be able to give you an offer, but we're just not sure if we can do it. And so, sure enough, like they they weren't able to give her one. But um, at this point now, like I've chatted with her. Like every time I see a role, I'm putting in a referral to her. I'm sending a note to the hiring manager. I'm sending a note to the recruiter. Um, every time she has a question, I'm responding right away. But the reason why I'm doing that is because like she did such a good job, and she like absolutely could do it here and could add a lot of value that. Like I'm gonna go out of my way and bend over backwards to do whatever I can to make sure that she can land here. And so, yeah. but part of that is because she was great. Like she did great work, but she was just also just a she'd just be a phenomenal employee here. And so I, you know, I'm more than happy to go out of my way to kind of do that.
1: So yeah, yeah, that's no great great story. I, I'm I'm thinking back to some of our private equity classmates who kind of for yeah. this every year anyway, where you just market based. Jobs, some of yes. these you just don't know. They, they just don't right. know if they're going to have the, the billet or not when, when the time comes.
0: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And again, like they're also the types of people who um, uh, often on times will also be thinking about during the year, or during the school year, whether it's your first or second year, trying to find internships or projects or other types of things that they can get experience with so that when it does come time to do that full time, just in time recruiting. They either have the skills to be able to be an attractive candidate, or um, the connections to help them find, you know, opportunities to begin with. Sure. Right, hundred um, percent. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we've covered a lot of stuff, which has been great. I guess maybe just to wrap, like, final advice. And the way that I want to frame this in terms of the advice here, um, what are some what are some things you think that everyone regard? What other their Banking, consulting, private equity, marketing—like, what are some things you think that summer interns can can do, or you'd advise them to do that are gonna either make a positive impression or or help them add value to whatever it is that they're working on,
1: um, or whatever team that they're working on? Um, so I'm gonna recap a few things I, I have already said, but I think they're in, intrinsically tied to value. Um, I think the to bring it back to attitude shocking is that being um being a great teammate not a good teammate but like a great a great teammate and i think we all know the difference is a value-added activity 100 uh, nobody can talk me out of that frankly um i had a, i had an uh, old hockey coach that i probably told you about a long time ago in high school who used to say uh everything you do is either for the team or against the team it's black or white everything you do, there's no gray in between. Like, so, so if you think about it with that very, uh, uh, the, the lens that he gave us a long time ago, I think that's the same. I mean, there's everything you do, you can be a great teammate or you cannot. And, and because it's such a short amount of time, you can do almost anything for 10 to 12 weeks. Um, if, if it sounds like a pain in the ass task, it doesn't matter. Go do it. Uh, take it off somebody's plate. That is value at hundred percent value added. it. So nobody can talk me out of that. Um, The second one is I've also mentioned, but I think it to pull it apart a little bit is if you, if you treat the internship as your first 10 weeks at the, at the company or the first 10 to 12 weeks, it will become less transactional. Um, It will become much less about at the end of 10 weeks, I want a piece of paper that I can sign and then I'll come back. Um, And why that adds value is you start to already think about the ways that you can add value. So you start to think about, um, you know, if, if I had 10 weeks, I might not think about why a process might change or why I might think about a strategy in a different way. I take more ownership if I think that I'm coming back to this, that a year from now, we might still be at the same client doing the same thing. And I, I have good ideas about that. For me, that's, like I said, to, to pull that apart, it just it helps you change your mindset to a little bit further out. Maybe not the three to five year that you, you rightly alluded to, but it really does help you um, become part of the company, become. Um, get into the mindset of the company and how you deliver value. I always say things with like a little bit of a consulting tinge. Um, that's, that's definitely the t- first two. The third one is is an interesting one. I want to get your reaction to this one. Um, is I, I think for all the things we talked about, how you approach remote work differently and for how you approach relationship building differently, I think a value-add activity this summer is going to be to approach it as if nothing's changed. Um, do not create any reason for an excuse about why this summer is any different than any others, which I realize is gonna be very hard to do and maybe a little controversial, but um, I don't I don't think structurally the internship has changed and so don't take any easy rides out. Maybe that's an back to the attitude part, but like do not take any easy way out and say, I'm sorry, this summer was just different. I, I'm gonna, I don't know <laughs> the folks listening, but I'm gonna say that's unacceptable. Um, add value and and own it. Don't ever take the easy way out. Maybe it comes back to that, but there's this, even though there looks like there's a huge elephant and an excuse in the room for the summer cuts out of your, out of your mind. But again, that might, I I wanted your reaction to that last because I'm not, I I was, I was thinking about whether to share that one or not. Um, Yeah. No, no, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Keep, keep going. And then I want to kind of tie those three things together.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I think it's a good approach. And I think it is a little bit of the attitude thing. But the way that I think the way that you, you kind of look at it is that um, this is what it is. Like, you can't control the way that it worked out. But what you can control is how you're going to go about trying to get the most out of it. And I would agree with you. Like, don't, don't, don't try to treat this as an asterisk. Just treat it like what it what it always was, even if it may objectively be different than what you thought it was. And don't let it be the thing that prevents you from wanting to get the most out of it. Even if it is different than what you thought it was. I think, I, I think I absolutely, I like absolutely agree with that. Um, there should never try to make any excuses, but in particular at a time like this, like don't let this be the thing that holds you back. I, I would, I would say like, yeah, like I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. And then the other thing I was just going to add, and then I'll let you tie it all together is, um, I totally agree. Like I one of the my latest, my latest hot takes, which I've been spewing on is that, um, being a good teammate is one of the most underrated skills that you can have in the workplace. Um, Particularly within the context of a large work. I mean, no, actually I'm not even going to say that. I'm just going to say full stop. Being a good teammate is one of the most underrated things that, and underappreciated things. Um, Cause I think, and I see it right now on my team. There are some people who, if they're, if they weren't on the team, um, either the morale or the, um, the work just like it wouldn't be nearly what it was because they just bring, um, their ability to bring their ability to impact the broader team as a good teammate just makes that kind of impact. And so I think the degree to which you can do that as an intern, I think that could be really, really valuable. I mean, whether that's the attitude you bring in the team and how you show up or just your energy or just whatever it is that you're working on, like those things that you can do, I, I think will, will absolutely make a difference.
1: So I'm glad that I'm glad that you highlighted that. Yeah. Well, the theme is it will not surprise you. Then I think it's more about intangibles, where um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: the you know you want to be able to point to a specific work product. But the the thing to know is that the folks who are part of the internship program are they want to be there. We ask to have an intern. Um, the folks who are buddies for internships um, want to be there. They want to mentor you. They want to help you along in your career. So they are they're clearly thinking about value from an intangible sense as well, I think. Um, It's not gonna be, did they create the model that I wanted them to, did they get the answer that I wanted them to, I I just, maybe that's the case, and if so, um, hopefully we can help you out of that, right? Reach out, we'll help you out, (laughs) but uh, but I I truly think the folks who get involved in bringing the next generation of folks along are are really interested in those intangibles.
0: Yeah, totally, totally, no, I think you're right. I think it is the intangibles. I think that's a really good place to start, and something that everyone can kind of find a way to to work towards. So, all right. So we covered a lot, but Tony, thank you so much for joining, for sharing some of your thoughts, um, and for engaging in a conversation around a really important topic. So, really appreciate you you joining me today, and I'm glad to uh, glad glad to have you.
1: Yeah, as, as always, man. It's it's a, it's a pleasure. Love what you're doing to help students um, get ready for the experiences they're having. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The book is fantastic. Um, MBA insider everyone pick it up. Uh, it, it really is, um, a great reference. I mean, I truly am going to buy it for the folks that I, I refer to business school. Um, and the last thing I, I'd maybe say, and you've probably said this in different forms is just, you know, hang in there to the, to the students who are going through this. This is, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of challenging problems in, in the world right now, but this is, this is, it's okay to acknowledge that this is a tough time. Uh, the timing is just poor. What can you do, right? This, the folks from 2007 to 2009 feel generally the same. It's just, what can you do? Hang in there. Keep your head up. Um, you know, use your peers. Use your classmates. Keep your, keep your chin up, and, and everything will go the way you want it to.